Welcome to the Front Desk Goddess Diaries, where we show you how to work smarter, not harder, because busyness does not equal profitability. Join our conversations where we show you how to decrease stress, take more time off, and have more fun. Hi, my name is Amy. I'm a personal practice coach for the Brady Group, and I've been in your shoes. I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe, and you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained through great dental practices just like yours. Welcome, everyone. Kathleen is my co-host again today. Hey, Amy. How's it going today? It is awesome. It's Tuesday. I am super excited. Everybody is full in with their goals and everything they're, they're working to accomplish. And so last week, you guys might remember our podcast kicked off, kicked off a series um, about the three fundamental systems that have been consistent with practices that we've seen succeed in 2020 in spite of the chaos. And it's so crazy to me to hear about the, the dental practices that exceeded their 2019 revenue in 2020. Just, I mean, you think, you know, oh, with COVID and, you know, the office is closed and I just, it's crazy because they all did so well. And I really, just from learning from you, they had these three things in common. A clear vision. You really, they um, had effective team communication. They all were able to communicate with each other really well. Um, and they were, had they had a, a profitable schedule that they followed. And I think that that is just a huge part of their success. Absolutely, Kathleen. And, and what we're seeing, again, that clear vision, the effective team communication and a profitable schedule. Uh, today, we're going to talk about communication. And one of the things that is so crucial, it, it was so interesting during the COVID shutdown, when everybody was out of their practice, um, there were some practices not even communicating. And I think there was fear. Um, so because they weren't together, so they weren't right. they weren't texting, they weren't calling. Okay. Yeah. And um, I'll, you know, as I hindsight and as I've talked with people, I think a lot of the doctors said, well, I didn't know what to tell them. There was no mm -hmm. new news. And until we had something new, I just didn't want to bother them. You know, they were on unemployment. And well, mm -hmm. that was a huge mistake because those practices that um, stayed in contact and maybe they didn't even talk about the office. They mm -hmm. just needed to see. How people. are you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was just so uh, such a pivotal time for connection. You know, people would get on Zoom and they'd have their kids and dogs and everybody in the background. Right. It was a great it's real time. life. Yeah. It was a time of connection. And the ones that missed that missed out. And so, um, you know, again, last week we talked about a, a clear, meaningful vision that guides our behaviors and actions. And uh, today we're going to talk about communication. Well, I mean, it's one thing to have a vision, but for it to become a reality, I mean, it has to be at the forefront. I mean, if you don't have, you know, those forums established for communication, you won't achieve your vision. So, I mean, it's just easier said than done. So what does communication look like for these practices that have done so well? Besides just touching base. Right. Great question. And first of all, we have to get rid of the negative connotation associated with staff meetings. <laughs> uh, we prefer the term vision session. Now okay. that more accurately describes the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish. It's an opportunity to share and refine the practice vision. Well, I can see how meetings can, you know, for lack of a better word, become gripe sessions because, you know, I, mean, I think people tend to have that in their mind. Like, oh, we have a meeting. So I wonder, you know, 
who's going to get yelled at today, it might not be productive if there's not a plan in place. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I worked in a dental practice several years ago where we only had meetings when someone was in trouble. So I would have jury duty a lot because that would make me stressed out. <laughs> yeah. So needless <laughs> to say, we hated meetings at that point in time. You know, so let's talk about how we can get the most out of our vision sessions so we don't hate them, dread them. In fact, how we can mm -hmm. look forward to them. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, even one thing would be just to you know, who facilitates the meeting? Even if you just kind of would rotate that, maybe everyone on the team could have, you know, the opportunity to run the meeting basically on a regular basis and um, just to kind of get everybody involved. I mean, would, would that something like that? Yes, work? absolutely. And yeah, that's in fact something we suggest. Um, this doesn't mean that the facilitator, you know, has to come up with all of the content, but everybody on the team should be able to contribute. And, uh, you know, as the facilitator, it, it, you know, means that you address the agenda. And we'll talk about that in a minute. You keep the team, team on track. Uh, you know, if you see things going down a rabbit hole, it's uh, the facilitator's job to bring people back, um, you know, <laughs> back in the loop and focus on solution and also come up with action based on your discussion. I like that. They can be the parliamentarian there of the go. office. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, okay. So how long, what's the, how often should you have these vision sessions and how long really do the typical last? Well, an hour a week is ideal. And uh, we've okay. had people that have them at lunchtime, at the end of the day, um, they add an extra hour and don't do that. I would have it in the middle of your week. So if you work Monday through Thursday, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday is ideal. Uh, you don't want to do it at the very beginning of the week. And at the end of the week, we all leave and don't have um, much you know, going on. So do it your first hour of production. You're going to have a seven hour patient day instead of an eight hour patient day. And don't you dare say, oh, my gosh, we're going to lose an hour of production because you're not. You're going to gain an hour mm -hmm. of communication, which is so much more valuable. Absolutely. And, yeah, you've got to treat this time as sacred. Don't mess with it. Well, okay. So you mentioned lunchtime or even just at the end of the day. Why is that not? I mean, I would kind of think maybe you would have that break. Is, why is that not a good plan? Well, lunchtime, we need to eat. We need to eat. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> don't, take, you, don't take away my snack time. Yeah. But you know, that uh, that's crucial for us to have a natural break in the day. It's hard to shift gears from, okay, I'm caring for patients. Now I need to grab a bite to eat. Oh, and we're having a meeting and I have to prepare for the afternoon. That's mm -hmm. hard. Um, there's just too much. And then for practices who don't quite have a hold of their schedule, they may run behind. They may just say, gosh, we're just mentally exhausted. We're going to ditch the meeting. And so that's, uh, that just doesn't work. Um, the other thing is make sure we post an agenda each week. You know, we've got to have a plan. So you go into the team meeting with the organization, um, as the team thinks of items that should be addressed throughout the week leading up to the vision session, jot it down on the posted agenda. Well, that only makes sense when the time comes, then when you actually have your session and if it's not on the agenda, then you don't talk about it. So it kind of gives you, you know, what's coming so you can think about it and stay organized and, you know, be able to voice your opinion and share your thoughts. Yeah. You said something crucial there, Kathleen, if it's not on the agenda, we're not going to talk about it. Um, you know, because we put things on the agenda with forethought. We want to be able to address those things. And if someone goes, mm -hmm. you know, kind of you know, gets off track, 
and we don't even address what's on the agenda and we leave the meeting, we leave frustrated and we haven't accomplished anything. And that's one of the biggest complaints I hear is we talk a lot, but we never get anything done. So, um, you know, it's great for everyone on the team to contribute to the agenda each week. Well, and even if you, what if you don't have a specific challenge, I mean, you could maybe just post something positive. I mean, even if it's just a quick marketing idea or something, um, an article maybe that you've read that you want to share, um, or even just a, a patient testimonial, I think would be kind of a nice way to, you know, if you want to keep that regularity of having your vis- vision sessions, then you could always just do something positive. Yeah, it doesn't, it, meeting, we, again, we need to take the negative connotation away from those meetings. Well, another thing is, I mean, record an action plan. I mean, so for every challenge, you maybe should come up with something moving forward, just maybe um, a task moving forward, what's your plan to overcome the challenge, um, who's going to be your go-to person, what's your target date. I mean, there's all kinds of questions regarding an action plan, I mean, in your life or work, but I mean, that's going to be your accountability. Absolutely. Kathleen, I know you have your day timer. I've got my love my day timer. (laughs) I cannot function if I don't, if I don't write it down, it's not going to get done. And if I don't give myself, hold myself accountable with the target date, it's, it's not going to happen. I've got 29 things I, you know, on my to-do list, but I have to prioritize those and I have Mm -hmm. to decide what's going to get my attention today. What am I going to finish today? In fact, my word of the year, it's not real sexy or exciting, but my word is complete. How am I going to be Love complete that. today? What am yes. I going to complete? And I think uh, our action plan helps us. And do it that. gives you a sense of accomplishment too when you can cross it off the list as a team. That you know what, guys, we accomplished that. Yep, absolutely. It's encouraging when you can finish things and, and move ahead. So keep a vision session notebook. If we're going to rotate facilitators, it's great to have a you know a, a you know one place where you can keep all your agendas, your action plans. Um, you know, if you're measuring progress, you can keep, you know, your, your scoreboards or metrics or whatever, and it all can be recorded for future reference. So what's the format that we need? All right. Here are the bullet points. Uh, if we're going to break this down, it's an hour of time. You know, I could give you a time frame, but the first 10 or 15 minutes, we want to spend skill building, you know, for Brady group members. What that means is they role play. They practice their team communication, uh, with patients or practice with their team on, on patient communication. Sorry about that. Um, but don't talk about it or overanalyze. This is just 15 minutes of pure role play. And, you know, the way that I think it works well is whoever facilitates this week, they get to choose a scenario to role play. And if you guys need some ideas, I've got plenty. Okay. Well, and then ask, you know, what's going well? I mean, you can focus on what you want to have happen. Um, I, I, really think, and I'm a big proponent of, everyone on the team should contribute. I think that um, shares ownership. We tend to focus maybe sometimes on what's not working. That's just the easy path to go down. But I think by, um, you know, everyone contributing, that will set a positive tone for the vision session. Absolutely. And I like that. And, you know, I really struggle between, okay, should we role play first or talk about what's going well? And I think we we should skill build first because otherwise that tends to never get done. But the very next thing, you're exactly right, is let's focus on, hey, what went well this week? It's mm-hmm. so, it's, it's human nature for us to focus on what's not working. By focusing on what's going well, it just sets the tone. 
The, the next thing is take time to review statistics. If you are not, um, you know, keeping metrics for your practice, if you're not measuring your progress or you haven't established a goal, that's something you probably ought to do. You need to, um, again, give your brain something to build. Like we talked last week with vision, the facilitators print out a copy for each team member to, to be able to view ahead of time. And then, I mean, I would think you would need to review the action plan um, each week as just an accountability accountability um, for your office. It seems like there might be a lot of ideas that are shared, but not much gets done. So how do you, how do you, how do we work on that? Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And what you mentioned earlier, Kathleen, and having that built-in accountability tool where we write it down. Um, we have a resource that I would be happy to send you guys. You can just email me at uh, amy at bradygroupllc.com uh, if you'd like the resource. But we have a packet that has um, several things in it. But one of the things in there is our action plan. And you'll see it's a chart and there are three columns. The first column, like Kathleen mentioned earlier, is a task, what we're trying to accomplish, who's our go-to person, and what's the target date. And and then how to track that is that's just part of the to-do list. Yeah, also, okay. we'll just keep that um, with your 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 weekly notebook. We pull that out and say, okay, here's what we agreed to do. We were going to, you know, Julie was going to order name tags by January fifteenth. Julie, how's that going? You know, it just um, allows us to follow through mm -hmm. with things that we're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And then next, I would address new agenda items. Um, remember the agenda that the, the team contributed to throughout the week, come up with some solutions. And again, if it's not on the agenda, we don't discuss it. I would table those non-agenda items for the next session. And um, you might, you know, as you kick this off and you post a blank piece of paper in the, the break room or the lab or wherever for people to write things on, agenda items, you may have a couple of weeks where nobody puts anything in the beginning. You have to get into the groove. And you know what's great about that? That just gives you 20 more minutes to role play. So people will be adding action <laughs> items, I feel sure. Yep, that's right. That's how that works. Well, last week we talked about not simply, you know, reading the vision, but rather, you know, to read one sentence at a time. Ask yourselves the following questions. How did we do this past week? And share examples. What do we need to do better this upcoming week to further, you know, just fulfill this part of the vision? I think just basically keeping it very simple and just asking yourself those basic questions. Hey guys, are you tired of trying to figure out how to keep the schedule full without worrying about last minute cancellations and no-shows? What about increasing case acceptance in spite of insurance challenges? Or maybe you're trying to figure out how to stay on time and decrease stress caused by the schedule. We can show you how to get more new patients through the door, PPOs or not, how to shut the back door in your practice by improving patient retention and get rid of all those stresses that steal the joy away from your job. We're going to show you how to have fun and work better as a team. Join us on Friday, January 22nd from 9 a.m. to noon central for virtual Front Desk Goddess Retreat. We can get you registered. Just give me a call at 800-592-7239. Mention this podcast and you'll save $50. $298 is normally our tuition for the entire team for three hours of training and one bonus hour of live Zoom with me, Amy, personal practice coach. So you'll save $50. That'll be just $248. Give me a call now. 800 592 
Okay, we're back. But Amy, I really want you to um, tell our podcast listeners that I've heard you several times today when you were on some calls with other offices. Um, We just had our college football playoff game last night, Alabama and Ohio State. And you had such a great point, and I had not ever thought about this, but share what you were talking about with the coaches. Right. Well, so we were talking about uh, just New Year's resolutions, about change, about how we kind of approach a new year. Um, And I could talk about that all day long. But the point with the the championship game last night, um, you know, what I was encouraging everyone to do is focus on what we want to have happen. I think we start a new year and some people you know, make resolutions. They say, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't take care of myself this year. It was a horrible year. Everything about it was awful, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, my point was what would have happened last night in this championship game if Alabama and Ohio State coaches in the pregame, you know, speech in the locker room was, uh, you know, talking to their teams about everything that was wrong with them this year. Well, We've been, you know, poor on defense. You know, we can't quite seem to get this play down. We, you know, so-and-so, we've had a lot of people out with COVID and people are just not quite, you know, 100%. And yeah, if we did that, boy, that'd be really exciting. Yeah. I mean, but that was such a great point. (laughs) And I guess, I mean, that is just part of, of coaching, whether it's football or whether it's a dental practice, it's, you know, don't focus on the negative. And, you know, every day is a new day. So if today doesn't go as planned, Tomorrow's a new day. So, you know, just have that in mind that every day you have the chance to be better. Yeah, that's exactly right. And even in the midst of a day, sometimes we want to ride the day off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, this is, I'm going to tell myself here. I, um, you know, Kathleen and I are trying to be healthy. She's, she's my boot camp buddy. Trying is the yeah. key word. We get up at 4.30 every day, Monday through Friday, seven o'clock on Saturdays, and we go to fitness boot camp. And what we've discovered is, what is it our coach Dorothy says? You can't outwork fat or what's, that's not the right saying. It's like, basically you can eat bad, you can exercise all you want, but if you eat bad, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, So. But she also says, ain't nothing to it, but to do it. And I like that a whole lot better because (laughs) ain't nothing to it, Amy, we can do it. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Um, So anyway, we'll get back on track here, but um, so let's talk about uh, morning huddles. Vision sessions on a weekly basis are essential, but that is not the only time you you should schedule to communicate as a team. I love the morning huddle because it's a time to focus. It's um, not a time to, you know, worry about whether the schedule is going to work that day. That should have been figured out, you know, long before. It's just a time to focus and really kind of just group up together and make sure you're all on the same page. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, we don't want anybody looking at the schedule for the first time. Um, And I would assign a morning huddle captain. This person is certain of the timeliness and effectiveness of the huddle. Otherwise, we're all kind of sitting around looking at each other, waiting for somebody to talk. I would also hold your huddle at the same time and in the same place every day. So what if somebody's running late? Do we wait for them? What do we do? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Nope. I would not skip the you huddle. You heard it here. Do not be late. Yeah, I would not skip the huddle. I would not wait for them. Um, you know, it's their responsibility to, when they arrive, to be brought up to speed, go find the morning huddle captain and find out what they missed. 
if you're prepared, the huddles should be five, seven minutes long, definitely no longer than 10 minutes. And it's going to be way more effective if everybody has done their homework by looking ahead, just like you said, nobody should be looking at the schedule for the first time that morning. Um, identify, you know, potential for treatment, make sure cases are in, supplies are available, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so if we, you know, again, we've got several resources to, to help with your team communication. Um, we're going to talk now about our morning huddle agenda. I mentioned in the first segment, our uh, packet, our, you know, resource for all things team communication, you will find a morning huddle agenda in that packet. And uh, we're going to talk about the high points of that. So the first question we want to ask ourselves in the morning huddle is, hey, are we scheduled to goal today? Okay, so if we're not, what's our plan? So without compromising the schedule, what do we need to do to improve? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't want you to, you know, we're not big fans of um, relying on same day treatment, and that's not the point, but um, it's good for everybody to know. Is today representative of a perfect day schedule, or, um, you know, do we have some work to do in the coming days to make sure we get that done? And then, Speaking of that, what about the rest of the week? That's the second question we want to ask. What are our opportunities for scheduling? Our next big restorative opening, next new patient opening? That's what we want to know. So what's the best place um, for an office to schedule an emergency You know, that comes up today? Do you plan ahead? I mean, you can't really plan that. So what do we do? Yeah, good question. That's... Um, you know, something we want to look at as well. Kathleen did, uh, provided a, a whole bunch of secret shopper calls for us a few months ago. And one of the things that she experienced is being put on hold a lot because um, the front or whoever happened to answer the phone was having to find an, a, a spot for them. And if she was calling with a broken tooth or it was going to be a limited exam, I would guess that hold time was you know, whoever answered the phone was checking with the doctor or assistant to find out where to put an emergency. So that's the next thing is what's the best place today for us to schedule an emergency or limited exam if you don't typically have a slot blocked? Okay. And then I would also look at what's going to happen today that's going to contribute to the next couple of months. I think it's real easy for us to have blinders on and focusing just on today. But what plant, what seeds are we going to plant? What conversations you know, are, you know, do we have with patients coming in today that have potential for treatment? Are we asking for referrals? If you have some active practice promotion or internal marketing going on, it's important that you focus on that. And then where is the money coming from? Where are our money centers? So opportunities for, you know, prepayment. Um, are there any balances owed? Um, do we need to follow up with insurance? Those type things. That's right. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we're not uh, have a huge AR we're trying to chase down, um, but it's a good time to, to focus on where money's going to come from today. And then lastly, you know, what is our month to date collection and production? Where are we in relation to our goals? I think uh, too many dental practices wait until the end of a month to say, oops, gee, we didn't reach our goal. But mm -hmm. by talking about it every single day, everybody knows where we are and what we're working on. And when we, you talk about it in the morning huddle about what you want to have happen that day, it's just, you know, you speak it into existence. It's much more likely to materialize, to happen if you talk about it. Absolutely. You just can't wing it. So let's talk about the evening huddle. Okay, not as common as the morning huddle, but um, I would think it's just as valuable. But it's so it's a good t 
to start the day and then end the day together as a team. So why do you think teams don't have an evening huddle? Oh, well, that's a good question because there are a lot that don't. In fact, I was on a Zoom with a, a team today and they said, you know, we just habitually run 20 to 30 minutes behind. And at the end of the day, we're kind of ready to go. And so nobody wants to hang out and talk about the day. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing is, gosh, let's figure out why are we habitually running behind 20 to 30 minutes? I was telling that particular practice, the story of another dental practice years ago that had the exact same issue. And they decided as a team, well, you know what? We're just going to extend our day for 30 minutes. And you know what happened? Oh, no. <laughs> well, here's the crazy part. That that was a Band-Aid. That didn't solve the real mm -hmm. issue because they extended their day 30 minutes and still ran 30 and still minutes ran, behind. Yes. Yeah. It was a systems issue, you know, mm -hmm. and they were trying to slap a Band-Aid on it. So we got to figure out, we have to be on time. Sometimes we're busy. Uh, even dental practices have team members leave at different times. I am a firm believer in starting the day together and ending the day together. That is so important. And so same thing as a morning huddle. Let's have an evening huddle captain, someone different, not the same person. Okay. Uh, and they're making sure that, um, again, it's effective. And keep it short, simple. I mean, if you make a note of what worked throughout the day, you can, you know, just share that information as a team. Um, but I would keep this limited to what, 10 minutes? Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, gosh, even five, if we can okay. do it, 10 minutes max, 10 okay. minutes max. Um, <laughs> Kathleen, you mentioned keep it simple. Um, and before oh. the podcast, we were talking a little bit about K-I-S-S, -S, yeah. keep it simple, stupid. And we were trying to remember, okay, what's the second S? <laughs> and is it, is it sister? Is it, you know, because I don't like stupid, you know, I mean, I told my kids not to say stupid when they were little, that was a bad word. And Gloria would come home and say, Mom, someone said the S word. And so, you know, I'm thinking for what, what, what S? What S word? Yeah. <laughs> but keep it simple, stupid. So I had to Google that because I thought, okay, why? Where did that even come from? And apparently it's a design principle. I'm reading Google, by the way. A design principle noted by the U.S. Navy in 1960. The KISS principle states that most systems work best if they are kept simple rather than made complicated. Therefore, simplicity should be a key goal in design and unnecessary complexity should be avoided. So, hey, so guys, this is our military. <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Doesn't that make you feel good? Makes me say. Makes right. Me feel good. There you go. <laughs> so even back to vision last week, we were talking about not overthinking. Same thing. Okay. So um, while the, the morning huddle is for focus, the evening huddle is for, you know, a celebration of your day, what went well, it's not time to dwell on what didn't go well. It's not, nobody wants to go home frustrated. Nobody wants to be, you know, just kind of like, man, I really let that fall through the cracks. Nobody wants to do that. So keep it positive. Um, you know, talk about the challenges in your weekly vision session. Don't, don't end the day on that kind of note. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, probably my favorite part of that evening huddle. And by the way, the evening huddle is the one system that transformed the practice that I worked in, uh, just transformed our culture when we were going through this uh, Brady group coaching, because it was a time for us to acknowledge each other. Everyone on the team shared one thing that went well from their perspective as it involved someone else. And um, Love that. Know, we stood in a circle and it was acknowledge the person to your right for something that they did great today. And I have a funny story to share about this. 
um, at that particular time, I wasn't real excited about our assistant because she was young. She was single. I had a baby. I was probably jealous of her like fun lifestyle at that point. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. She, she would always come in late and she would have like, you know, one shoe on and yeah, she's like running through the back door and she always had a reason or excuse why she was late. And at the end of the day, she always had to be the first one to leave and always had a reason why. Okay. And, but patients loved her, but I would get so irritated with her. Um, and the doctor didn't seem to do much about it. I think he just saw how great she was with patients and she really was. So the first week our doctor said, okay, everybody get in a circle and we're going to have this evening huddle. I'm like, oh, great. I yeah. have a baby to pick up from daycare. I need to cook dinner. I'm not excited about this. And uh, so when he said, acknowledge the person to your right, there she is. And um, I didn't like her. And so I said something really super hollow, like uh, your hair looks okay. You know, and <laughs> she, um, anyway, that was embarrassing more for me than anybody else. And so he kept this up. Dr. Taylor was not going to let up and he made us do this every day. So the second day I'm looking to where she is. I'm going to make sure she is not. To I'm right. not going to stay by her. And so, you know, as he said, okay, we're going to acknowledge each other. I want you to compliment the person to your left. <sighs> For something they did great today. So guess who was to my left? Okay. Um, yeah, that didn't work real well. So after two weeks or so, I decided I'm going to have to start watching her really close and come up with something she's doing well, because this is getting embarrassing. Um, so I started watching her very, very closely. And lo and behold, she was doing some really good things mm -hmm. all of a sudden. So do you think mm -hmm. that's what happened? No, I think that, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, but I, I think to compliment each other and you can always find something nice to say about someone. And it just, you just never know how that's going to change their night and their day and, right. and their work ethic maybe even. Yeah. That totally transformed the culture of our practice. Just the fact that we were all looking for the good, because mm -hmm. before that, before this evening huddle, I was always looking for uh, things she did to justify, justify my negative feelings about her. It's like, well, there she goes again. See, I told you, uh, I knew it. And um, that's what I was looking for. But when I started looking for good, it totally transformed the way that we. I love that. I love that. So if you would like our resource for effective team communication, just email me, amy at bradygroupllc.com. And I'll send you our detailed packet with the outlines, agenda, and all of the details. I would be honored if you would subscribe to Front Desk Goddess Diaries, rate our podcast, and share it with your friends and on social media. From one goddess to another, this is Amy signing off until next time.